0: Welcome to Space to Grow, the podcast where we explore how the spaces we inhabit shape us as individuals. I am your host, Natasha Rocca Devine, an interior designer and author with a passion for helping clients create functional, beautiful spaces, which will support their personal growth and well-being. In each part of my series, I will be speaking with a guest who has a unique perspective on how the spaces they have lived in have impacted their lives. From childhood homes to offices, apartments to gardens, we'll be deep diving into ways in which the spaces around us shape us and who we are and who we become. Today I am thrilled to have Lisa Cannon, Irish TV presenter and producer, to share her experiences with the spaces that she has inhabited throughout her life and her career. Lisa started her career on radio and moved to Expose, Ireland AM, and at present is producing and presenting Spotlight, a host on Pat Kenny, sharing her Inside Hollywood weekly on Wednesdays, is the features editor for The Mirror and is on this morning with Philip and Holly. Lisa is an icon for entertainment and style and creates both safe and exciting spaces for her guests and audiences worldwide, whilst recently starting her own renovation project, so moving into another area of a skill set. Let's dive in and discover the stories behind the spaces that have helped Lisa grow into the
1: person she is today. Well, Natasha, it is absolutely lovely to be here with you and congratulations on your new podcast. This Thank you is so the much. first time I've ever talked about anything other than entertainment, so... You've popped my cherry today. Oh, this I'm is so really excited. good. I'm so really excited. excited. I can't wait to
0: hear about all your restoration. I saw the videos <laughs> on social media. Oh my God, you're Aww. amazing. You're incredible. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, back to your childhood home.
1: Has it really influenced you or not at all? Because no! obviously. yeah. I think, you know, childhood homes are funny because obviously my childhood home was when my parents lived together, I suppose, if that's what we're talking about, our childhood yeah, yeah, absolutely. home. Um, and my parents split up. So, as you know, mine, as, so yeah. yeah and I think, you know, the, the social norms where it kind of went out the window where I kind of, you know, had a, a room in my mother's house, lived with my mother. And then I would have a room in my father's house, lived with my father on the weekends. And like any child or because I'm, I'm an only child, you know, it was kind of going between both. So yeah. I had two different styles. One of my mom's. was one of my dads it was great like i was thinking about this question because i'd had a quick look at what you might have asked me and it's so funny when i think back on my childhood home and my father's house my i went riot like i had big <laughs> massive cutouts of michael jackson i had like bad the posters up i had back to the future i had like oh anything i wanted yeah. whereas my mum's was all fitting in with what my mum had, had yeah. which See. was kind of shabby chic and lovely kind of french interiors and you know lovely soft colorings, where my dad was like whatever you want Lise whatever you want Absolutely. so I went nuts because I'm a child of the 80s and I loved all that movie stuff so it was great and um, to be able to have those big life-size cut out things of uh, Michael Jackson so I that think was my he, first record I bought was Michael Jackson it so I think yeah, I remember so my dad saw the Neeson's when the moon well, this is really showing my age when the moonwalk book came out and I was like dad dad I really want that aww. so you know dad's being dads he he went in and he persuaded I, the aww. manager it was <laughs> either <laughs> and Fidges or aces or something could he could he get it for his daughter? Aww. So there you have it. You know, just a bit of fun. So totally different styles. My father was very you know masculine. I suppose it's like leather sofas mm. and white and you know very striking, strong, masculine colors. And my mom very different. So to start off the podcast, to be honest, Natasha, I'm such so delighted to be even on this because I feel like my style is discombobulated. So you might be able to so psychoanalyze I, me. I have and, 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 and put me in like a box. That, yeah, I
0: think a lot of people will agree that you, particularly you're around so many rock stars. I call your your theme or your style rock star glam. So I'm I feel like you're rock this. star glam. But I think, well, I've looked at your social media, <laughs> obviously, you. and I've seen all your designs and you've shown me photos of your recent restoration. Oh. But yeah, I think that's what it is. I think rock star glam is anything goes, but it's the mix of both. It's got that kind of flexibility and spontaneity of your dad's, the room of your dad's, well, home, but mixed yeah. with more classic. You know, Well, that?
1: I am a rock lover. I mean, I would have to say that my musical taste would probably influence, you know, now where I'm at in my 40s. I mean, I think, you know, style when it comes to interiors, it's kind of difficult because you're only finding your feet. And when you're younger, for me anyway, Mm. all I wanted to do was plaster my walls in like brass and smash hits and, you know, River Phoenix, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, all the people that I loved when Mm. I was a youngster. And I suppose most kids are really like that, but maybe times have changed. I, I don't know. I, I mean, of that ilk and of that time, that's what would have been my kind of style, you know, coupled with maybe big posters of Rudolf Nureyev, who was a ballerina, you know, for the Bolshoi at the time. I think when you're that young, you don't really know what, you're what filing, it is. You're, it's, but it's kind int- of, you just, you're lucky you're allowed to stick things on your walls. But as you get older and more mature and your room changes and those posters come down, it's like, maybe I want to paint this, you know, a bright green or, or a pink or where's my style going you know and I think you're right
0: and I think nowadays obviously with social media and things children's rooms are so different I think it's they're probably just based on the parents, but I think we definitely all had our own personalities in our rooms. So it's interesting that you went into entertainment and you know you're the queen of entertainment. Um because like if you had that on your wall, you obviously it has influenced you growing up, not necessarily just in design but in your
1: career and everything. Oh, well I loved movies. Yeah, I've always, like loved always loved them yeah and, and movie making and everything around that. Like my father was a rock journalist. He started the um the hot press with Noel Stokes back in the, the hot seventies. Yeah. So My father would have been interviewing, you know, major rock stars of that time. And he would have been over at the punk movement in London with Sid Snot and all these bands and, you know, Malcolm McLaren and everything. And he was very friendly with Bob Geldof at that time. So I think always as my parents were together at at a certain period of time, there was always a rock influence when I used to grow up. So there would be always incredible music in my home. Beatles, Rolling Stones, The Who, The Velvet Underground. I mean, you name it even right through to Tamla Motown with the Everly Brothers and everybody else in between and Chuck Berry. So bringing that musical influence into kind of my life and film and, and my, style, and and my yeah. style maybe has so. equated to something else. I mean, more recently I'm buying more art that I ever bought before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in Barcelona, I was buying local artists. They were really amazing pictures of David Bowie or John Lennon, like Can't my, wrong, my yeah. loves of music. So, so now, honestly, sitting here today and you're asking me, I, I just, I don't know. I think I cover my whole house in beautiful art pictures. And but your job is, has been,
0: you've had 20 years in entertainment. I mean, the list is endless. I suppose mm. you love music and entertainment. So do you
1: bring that into your designs? You, you've mentioned that you're bringing that in. I think, I think that's an aspirational thing. I think at the moment, because I've been kind of discombobulated, I've been kind of restoring a property. I've been yeah, looking a at flipping on. a property. I've been looking at managing another property. So at my own home at home mm. is quite I wouldn't say traditional, but it's quite soft. You know, it's kind of, my friends always joke that it looks like macaroons have exploded in your house. So I have the beautiful ballet pink, dusky, kind of uh, light baby pink, ballet pink curtains, silk. I have lemons, silk curtains, I have grey silk curtains, so it's that splash of kind of laudery, you know, it's yeah. mint pea greens and soft colours, so I, I, I want to change it, I think I'm getting bored of it, I like stronger colours, I'm feeling that I want to embrace more of an eclectic mix at the moment, but yeah, my home is quite soft actually But, actually, Lots it, of
0: but your job is, has been you've had 20 years in entertainment I mean the list is endless and you're mm. on This Morning um, and yeah. you're on Pat Ken where we met recently that's right Um, and you're incredibly talented and doing so many different things writing for the mirror and your restoring project and your own so maybe you needed that that, I always think you need that at that time so maybe you needed that peaceful
1: space you know at that time it worked well but maybe you're looking for a new design I was always flashing bulbs or bright lights or it was junkets or red carpets I was on lots of red eyes I was very tired a lot of the time Um, (laughs) very reflective of where I feel I am today but it really does take a lot out of you it pulls the stuffing out of you A lot of those late, you know, Mm -hmm. late nights, early mornings, rushing back to give tapes to producers and, you know, you're on a real high octane, busy, 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 difficult schedule with a lot of pressure. And you work hard, you know, for the money. And it's just one of those things where I think when I used to come home, I liked something something really delicate and soft and Mm. quiet. Mm. But I would have gone for, I suppose, what are considered very classic now, like those pavilion greys or those elephant breaths or, you know, soft lemons and pinks. I think that's kind of what I went for. But now... I am ready for you're a change. You're going back Natasha. into the. You're going, going into back.
0: Michael Jackson or whatever.
1: <laughs> the posters are different. Red on my bedroom windows. No, no, no. I, I don't know. I just feel like I want to do something totally different. I'm ready for a change. You know? But I
0: think that's the, the joy of design, and we're blessed mm. now. There's so many different things going on. There's so many different brands. You know, we're in Ireland. There's so many different companies. So, speaking of which, tell yes. me about your restoration. How how's it going? I know, like I know, you've had some funny moments. We were talking about. So, let me know how, kind of how it all started for you.
1: It hasn't been that pleasant. And I wanted to kind of kickstart with that because I think people have this fantasy and this ideology that, you know, you take on a project, whether it's a flip or a rent Mm. or it's a family home or it's something that you buy as a project or whatever it might be and how it, it comes to you, that this is going to be great fun and this is going to be, you know, life changing and really exciting. Like you have a very difficult job, Natasha. People think the glamour comes with picking those emerald greens and the cowhide rugs and putting it all together but you're on a building site for 99% of the time until... The nice bit comes, which yeah. is the end, and that's the interiors. Um, I took on probably more than I could chew, and I found it extremely challenging, you know, from the get go, because I was only meant to dicky it up, which was a kind of a six week thing. And I very, I think, innocently decided I'm going to change windows from a ninth, because the project's 1970s pouch. So I was going to take out the windows, put in triple glaze, going to make it this, and you're gonna do in, that. all into sustainability. So I'm yeah, really you, into Sustainability. Yeah, I kind of as I've got older, that's what I'm saying. Your style changes and your awareness changes in terms of values are coming into it. Your values, your morals, your moral compass, where you want to go with your Mm. own and where you want to put your own money. And I think I'd done my own research and I was very clear about, you know, what I felt the house could avail of and what I could afford. But I also wanted to leave my own footprint and be very straight with myself that I was giving something back. So I had my little mood board of what I was doing. And then I think when we, it's like an episode of Father Ted, when you peel away, you know, the one layer and then you realize the layer underneath ain't good and then the one after ain't good. It really was a shock factor for me because what I thought it was and what it actually ended up being was two totally different things. And you can hemorrhage money if things aren't good, you know, structurally and or other. So I got a lot of advice, some good, some bad, some on the fence. And I just went for it. I think I made a lot of boo-boos, but I made a lot of really good decisions as well. What's your standout um, moments, like one or two, like funny memories or kind of for well, people listening who are tr- maybe starting their own restoration? Like, you know, when you take down structural roles, you can't go back. Yeah. So things like that were... um a bit hairy in moments and we had a couple of leaks and somebody's foot went through the ceiling and uh <laughs> you know uh fell out story. of my ring and, I know, uh, you were saying yeah we had somebody fell asleep in a skip i mean loads of fun things happened real crazy kind of um, mad moments but i i i wouldn't I, I, I don't know if i could um if i could bring myself to do it all over again but i'm so proud and pleased of where we've got to so what started out as 6 weeks or so we thought two months, maybe ended up being 10 months of uh, a renovation. So I think that's what happens to a lot of people. I think people yeah. just underestimate it. And I don't, you don't want to preach to people, but when people
0: come to me for advice, I'm very succinct at the beginning and clear, you know, of how long is going to be involved. I think people get, yeah. you know, a bit turned off because it sounds very serious, but project management is actually more important really than the design. Like you say, the styling and everything's yeah. fun, but it's actually really, and I'm you're laughing here, you're imagining <laughs> someone in the skip. I'm just imagine that memory may.
1: all sorts of things I cannot mention this podcast or I'll be I'll be completely sued <laughs> but there, no we had some great times I mean like yeah. I, um, the fun element is also choosing what you want and when it comes to sustainability I know um you, you worked know with I, I worked brands. with yeah I worked with like kitchenrespray.com Philip is amazing yeah, you know he's brilliant they really offer up such an incredible service where if you say okay I have this kitchen I bought an undone deal I got it for 600 quid can we add this to another kitchen that might be new and can we mm-hmm. respray them all change the knobs and knockers and make it a fabulous kitchen that's, you know, looks about four to six K, but it's not, it's yeah. come out of your pocket for a yeah. quarter of that price. So I had to make some very good, I think, you know, strong um, financial decisions. But also, I wanted a luxury chocolate item, which sounds mad, but I'm really into bathrooms and I really wanted to go with Orti Large and Flair. They do beautiful bathrooms mm. and those kind of, mirror we talking about colours, yeah. like those emerald greens and brasses and gold showers. And, yeah. you know, I've always had a fantasy that I'd love to put loads of people in a shower. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and I thought, <laughs> yeah, let's definitely going to be on the teaser. Let's do it here. So um, we did. We went for the glass <laughs> kind of really We'll do a second, your series two,
0: we'll get into that, yeah. okay, series two. <laughs> and I just
1: wanted to be naughty and have like, you know, a Why baby not? pink, a baby pink en suite <laughs> with black. So, so I did all that with them and that, that was brilliant, you know? So, but keeping it local then, like Kildare Carpets, you know, we'd pull their great team of putting mm. in, you know, brilliant flooring, which everyone's like, where'd you get that? And you know, I the I'm photos, always happy gorgeous. to share. Yeah. yeah, you know, I do my best with trying to help local businesses and local brands, but sustainability was kind of key for For me. Beautiful. You can set up a
0: business. Honestly, I can see it. No. work. I'd rather just.
1: No, I'm happy to interview celebrities. So, speaking of
0: which celebrities, um, is there any kind of. Awful spaces or amazing spaces you remember
1: and you're, or you know from your career in entertainment. Anything well, that you can share? Obviously, over 20 years and all the years I've been doing movies since my early, early 20s, there's been so many I've done in Claridge's over the years. And I did great ones with Tom Hanks. And amazing. Anna was reminding me I did one in Star Trek. I can't remember it. Half of them. Um, some we did, obviously, all over the world and in Los Angeles and Paris and everything. But the place that I love the most to do a junket has to be Claridge's, just from amazing. The, point of view, there, of yeah, the decor it's, and it's how so beautiful. St- It is. And I think, you know, when you're lucky enough, like I have been in my career to be able to go to some beautiful hotels all around the world for seasons and other work there or be asked to work there, that, you know, you can kind of then tick box that in your head and go, God, I'd love to go back. Like, it's just so nice. So I did, I did. I saved up my shrapnel years and years ago, sadly, after my mum passed away and myself, my father and my grandmother spent Christmas in Claridge's and it was so amazing. It's such a beautiful space. It's
0: kind of breathtaking, I would say, as a designer, isn't it? It's breathtaking. breathtaking.
1: And the tree that they put in the middle always as a designer, whether it's, you know, Louveton, or it's Karl Lagerfeld, or it's Jean Paul Gaultier, whatever. They, they, I mean, they do them every different year, but it's just, I think, the style and the mix, and I suppose the class and the elegance, and the names and the people and the bodies that have walked through Claridge's. Yeah, you can it feel it. it. Yeah, glamour. when you walk through it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I ne- I always get the same feeling when I go through those swing doors, you know, like who has been here, who's walked through here. I suppose your job is so unique is that you have to share a space with
0: someone so fast, you know, within a mm-hmm couple of minutes and as you said you know yourself it's quite you're very tired particularly people celebrities and people who are on these junkets and they're exhausted as are you probably how do you um, create a safe space or an open space for them straight away or is it just kind of a je ne sais quoi I is think that's-
1: it's like what you're doing right now. I think, you know, because we're so intimate, like I know our knees aren't touching. That's probably the very, the slight difference between what we're doing now and what a junket is. You're very near to the subject or the celebrity. Mm. There's a lot of lights on you, lots of lights on them. You have to be careful how you move your head. You know, it's very tight, space. tight yeah. space. So it's like even in those beautiful hotel rooms, you don't really see anything. You know, there's lots of PR, there's lots of managers, there's lots of publicists going around with clipboards and everybody's checking you know, what you've said to them to make sure it matches or you haven't offended them or everything is working legally and on tickety tickety boo on time. And you've got four minutes from the minute you sit your your, your ass down. You've got four minutes. Sometimes it's even timed. I remember, I think that might be gone now at this stage, but you have to disarm people. And as lovely as you're doing it here with me, you just have to be yourself and do as best you can and hope that they're in a good mood and they want to talk about their movie and they're, you know, happy to be there as well and, and share what they need to share with you. And usually I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, it's been Well, good. your shows
0: have all been so uh-huh. interesting, and you always have such a like a sense of fun. Like you have a, you have I, that yeah. natural like sense of fun with you. Like you are like, like I want to. You are like I want to hang out with Lisa when you see on TV. You're like, you're yeah. You are like you are someone you want to go for drinks with after. You just have that. So I think that's definitely an, an innate talent of yours. Yeah, very you have,
1: mischievous. I am very <laughs> mischievous. I just think you have to take it not so seriously. You know, yeah. I mean, it is film at the end of the day. I mean, unless it's actually extremely important material that they're talking about, usually you know. They're really happy to be themselves and talk about their film for a certain point, but you know you have to get the human side out as well if you can.
0: And do you have any fun memories to share or any kind of
1: happy memories in your career, like throughout your career? I'm sure you've lots. But God, anything I've that loads. pops out to you? Like I've loads. I have so many. I think one of the funniest ones is definitely when I interviewed Beyonce in New York. As you I wasn't do, even as meant you to do. <laughs> be there. Well, I wasn't even meant to be there, but like I was saying, I had a, I had a hard nosed producer. Mm, who was like, you're there and you're on holidays with your dad, Beyonce's in Times Square. Can you go? And I was like, what about holidays? <laughs> but listen, when you're in a job like that, you know, you do sleep. It's a lifestyle. Phone. Yeah, yeah. You sleep yeah, your phone under your pillow and you there is no time off and it is what it is, you know, so you're lucky to be in that position. And even though your time off should be your time off, um, I think when something completely unique like that comes up and They wanted you to do it. I I felt like, yeah, well, we were only going to go and hang out and go, and you know, go to the Hard Rock Cafe. We might as well go here and meet Beyonce. So I brought my dad with me and my father... um, you know, loves photography, he's an incredible photographer and he's done a few, like even the red carpets in Dublin, he would have scooted along, Not you know, really under amazing. the radar, shouldn't have been there, but you know, he snuck him in <laughs> and, um, you know, bring your dad to work.com day. So um, when we went over and um, it was, she was launching her perfume and it was in Macy's and we decided we'd get up and I, I was waiting in the curtains, you know, to see Beyonce come in. And when she was brought in, bodyguards are huge. And uh, I sat down beside her and I was, you know, a little nervous, like, because it's, Beyonce, and of course, all I could see out of the corner of my da- my out of my eye was my dad you know, pointing, like giving me the big thumbs <laughs> up, like they are well done, you're great. And he was chatting up the PR woman, who was loving it, and like all the two of them were talking about Beyonce being in, uh, you know, d- around <laughs> Stevens Green and cycling around Stephen's Green, staying in the Shelburne. So I had this whole episode of random chit chat with Beyonce, going like, dads are so embarrassing, aren't they? And she was like, oh my god, yeah. And then we. Were We're just like getting on like a house on fire and so lovely because my dad really broke the ice. Like he just had no filter. Like he was like, all right, Beyonce. And my dad's from Mayo. So can you imagine like, all right, Beyonce. And I was just like, oh my God, dad, this is so uncool and so unprofessional. But actually looking back on it now, it it was the nicest thing because at the very, very end... When we'd finished the interview, we got on like a house on fire. She let me sniff her and everything before her perfume. (laughs) And I was like, this is great. And she was like looking over at my dad and smiling because my dad was taking pictures, (laughs) which he wasn't allowed to do. And then at the end, my dad went over and he said, and and he literally burst through everyone. He said, can I take a few photos of you and she just looked and she laughed and she said yeah of course she said that's your dad isn't it? and I was like yeah and then she stood and she took she did loads of different multiple shots stopping oh, so moving boring. her shoulders and we still have them to this day Aww. and obviously we've never sold them or anything <laughs> uh, well hang on now <laughs> I need you to pay for the restoration. <laughs> I was going to say um, but, uh, we have them there somewhere and she just said they're for you and for you alone and she said your dad's gorgeous and she gave him a wink and I just thought it was just the nicest thing and Aww. I really felt like a moment rather than you know a junket experience you know she yeah. humanized the moment she could see I was a little bit embarrassed but, but she could relate she, she has a dad it, you she's, had moments. she's like yeah I know dad but um you live with your husband and he yeah. was
0: a former Welsh rugby player so do you have the same sense of style as him or do you just take over is it all down to you or does he influence you the design particularly in the restoration well, I think
1: you know it's funny because Richard has a really unique sense of style because mm-hmm. Obviously, you know um, he's as you said. Well, he's next rugby player a long time ago. Now it feels like a lifetime ago. But I think, um, and I hope you won't mind me saying this, but I think you know, especially Welshmen, they're very. um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like this. I like this. (laughs) Um, They're very into
1: their style. They're very into their looks and uh, as in grooming and and metrosexuality and you know having nice creams and doing things. And I think Richard has always embraced very much like my father, who was kind of the newbie of that that generation where Mm. he loves style. He loves interiors. My father would buy, you know, style magazines. Seriously, like on on weekends, he would buy Vogue, GQ, Esquire. So I somehow have married someone who loves style as well. You know, he would be very keen to put his own stamp on things and, and, you know, style wise, he loves fashion. You know, he'd be the first to go, right, I'm going to bring us out somewhere and we're gonna get something really nice, whether it's clothes or it's something of that ilk. So yeah yeah, he would be really into That's really helpful though projects. And and sometimes like not like your brands like you think the big brands he could be just finding something that's really niche and cool or he might see something online, but yeah, I think definitely, but that, oh, he has that is his own style. unique style. I mean, he's slagged off all the time about his man bun and no socks <laughs> <laughs> I love and slip on shoes. But um, yeah, he just has his own style Yeah, but that's his style. style. I think on. as a
0: designer, I think I've always encouraged that, you know, and um, I've written a book recently, but I think I want to bring out the designer in everyone because I think it's yeah. like you say about entertainment. Everyone has an idea, and the same with design. People have a kind of facade about it, but it, everyone has it in them. You know, it's just about you showing them how to bring yeah. it out. And that's them.
1: nice, though. It's nice that that you know. I I, I feel I would trust him if he I was to give him to you, your, your say a you budget know, and go a budget and go okay. decorate that room. I know I would come in and it would be amazing. Wow! Like I would trust him if I was to go do the wedding dress and all that again. I would get. Gi- I would give it wow. over to him. Oh, I know he. Get it right, yeah. Amazing. He's come home with stuff for me that I never thought I'd like, and then I'm madly in love with it. So, yeah, the he's dream, team. Your yeah. dream team. Yeah, no, I, I, no, he's good. He's got great style, you know. More than I think I have. I feel like I'm losing my style, but anyway, I know, I rock, rock star. You rocked like a rock star today, absolutely with the shades. And <laughs> um, so. We're, we're wrapping up here, but
0: can you just share a specific moment or experience when a physical space has completely changed your life? Okay.
1: So I think I'm going to do a U-turn because I was originally thinking of Claridge's, but I'm going to just totally change it. And this okay. is just to let you know. Okay. Um, a space, I suppose, that's changed... My life doesn't have to be for good or bad, but I think hospital room, that's what I think of when I think of, Mm -hmm. you know, losing someone or changing something or bad news or dramatic instance. Sometimes it can be good news. I think a hospital room has a very profound effect on people and whether that's an emergency room or a room where, you know, it's good news or it can be something it's that's maybe difficult yeah. can be an emotional connection. So mm. that's just, that's the first thing that spring to mind. Um, Claridge has being good memories and other, but hospital rooms, not always having that, that good memory, you know, especially, you know, lost my mother and there's been other news of cast over the years or hospice room. I think something like that can really be scary, you know, for people. And I don't always love a hospital room when I go into it anymore. No.
0: Well, I think that, um, I think that's what space is all about. It doesn't, whether it's good or bad, it's definitely impacts our life. And I think whatever space you enter, Lisa Cannon, you definitely impact it positively. So thank you so much for coming on. And just before you go, Lisa, I'm going to ask you five questions, which I'm asking every guest on the podcast. So here goes. Okay. Um, What is your favorite space?
1: My bathroom. So why is your bathroom your favorite space? Because it's the only room in the house that can think and get a bit of quiet time. Sounds perfect
0: And um, Where's your favourite space to travel to?
1: Oh Space to travel to What about no space? Maldives, Maldives Open air No space oh, Space in the airplane and then land No space So what's the most challenging space that you've grown most in? I'm going to say my bedroom, okay? Okay. <laughs> Which sounds so bad. I know people are like, oh, what the hell? No. The crashing cars, everyone's this, jumping on the N- no, N- no, 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 no. And, and please don't take it like that. The reason is, okay, so my bedroom has had so many poignant memories for me because, <laughs> 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 taking it and keeping it clean, girls keeping it clean, is that, you know, I remember standing, packing my suitcase for my J1. Right? I Aww, remember listening yeah. to Sheryl Crow and thinking to myself, looking at this calendar of New York, what's ahead of me? What's this going to be like for me when I'm like 19 or 20? The year previous, I'd gone to San Francisco, you know, then I moved on. I lived in Paris. I lived in London. You know, I had all these amazing memories that helped me grow in, in terms of my bedroom, whether it was changing those posters and on the on the spaces or creating new you know color schemes or changing my style, I mean my bedroom has so reflected your growth. It's reflecting yeah. my my growth, I suppose, as a person because I was always in my bedroom packing to fly somewhere, and whether that was for a long stay or maybe you know one of one of my, I think my my saddest memories is when I left my mum to go and live with one of my best friends. You know I missed her and she missed me, Aww. but moving out of that bed. Bedroom at 25 was that I was really starting out on my own. You know, yeah. I was going to live with my best friend Zoe. And I mean, we had a hoot and a half for the four years we lived together. I mean, the mischievous that went huh. on, even though it didn't go so far from my mum, but it was that sense of yeah. packing my bag and I was moving on, you know, and that had been my bedroom since I was 10. So, you know, the graduation of going from a young girl right through to the maturity of my own, you know, young adulthood and moving on with my life and getting my my own apartment with my best friend. So, that's probably the space that I've grown the most in. Very emotional. Oh, I need no. a tissue. Go on. And um, and what's your most inspirational space? Inspirational space. Um, These are hard questions. I think probably a TV studio space because, you know, I've been able to learn and grow going from, you know, Expose where it was a five-man show right through to Ireland AM, which was a live show, even though we'd live shows with Expose and then graduating then into my own show for seven years, a movie show. I mean, when I took the mantle on my own, I was really nervous. But when you're in a studio space, you command it, it's your own, like Mm -hmm. you're doing today. And you have to try it out and you have to feel how it feels for you. And especially when you get a guest in, you know, it changes the dynamic and there's a lot going on. So I think probably a studio space with directors in your ear and many other things happening at the same time. It's about navigating that. That would be a huge space where I grew over my broadcasting career. Yeah.
0: And the future space that you would love to live in? Maybe your new home? the new oh migration.
1: <laughs> I have, I'm one of those People that put like, you know, you're, I don't manifest or anything like that, but I put up places that Vision I think I'd really like. Yeah. yeah. And I just have my eye on about five different things that I'd love. I mean, there's half of me that wants to fly off and move off to South France and never come back. There's other parts of me that want to move to London. There's other parts of me that want to live down, you know, down the West somewhere in an old manor house. So I'm quite... um uncertain of what the next steps will be you know for for me and obviously for myself and Richard and where we're going to live but I've loads of places I'd love to live the world to me is so big and vast I just love an airplane it's one of my favorite places to be
0: so will you come back in series in the next couple of series and let us know where you've what space you've filled and let us know where you're going to move to I'd be only delighted I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Lisa Cannon about the spaces that have shaped her life and inspired her growth. If you want to learn more about Lisa, be sure to check out her website at lisacannon.ie, where she shares her tips and insights on everything from entertainment, movies, and lots more. And if you want to keep up with the latest from Space to Grow, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or review to help more people discover the show. Finally, if you're looking for more inspiration and ideas on how to create spaces that support your growth and well-being, be sure to check out my website at theinteriorsnrd.com. There you'll find links to my social media and resources to help you transform your spaces and create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Space to Grow. Lots of light, Natasha.